you're welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast, a podcast that brings you life-giving teachings and sermons from our church leadership. We hope that as you listen, you will be blessed and edified in your walk with Jesus Christ. And now, stay tuned as we bring you the teaching for today. Hello, this is Fidelis Odobo. Let me welcome you to the first edition of Mountain Springs Church Podcast. Yes, that's what I mean, Mountain Springs Church Podcast. Now, I'm going to be speaking here from now on, and it's going to be a time where we dig into scriptures and try, and try to uncover what the scriptures say to us and to the world as well. Now, today, I just want to begin with something that I found it's the bedrock of our Christian faith the very basic of Christianity, so that we can expunge it or separate it from what the world sees as a religion versus what God sees as a relationship. So I'm trying not to kind of caption this in such a way that it looks like I'm trying to talk down on religion because I want to emphasize um, Christianity as a relationship. Now, today I just want to make a point clear that religion and Christianity don't go side by side. They are totally two different approaches to God. Now, what I discover also in history is the fact that religion predates Christianity. There have been religion on the earth for thousands of years before Christianity came into existence. So if you think that Christianity is a religion, then you're making a mistake to think that, oh, wow, Christianity must have existed on the earth right from the beginning of time. But the truth is that Christianity did not exist on the earth until about fourth the, the later part of the fourth century when Jesus came on the scene as a matter of fact Christianity became popular in the very first century just after the passing away of the apostolic fathers they actually began it but then we know this today as something God has called us into now religion as I know it to be it's man's way or humanity's way of trying to reach God. What we have put in place to ensure that our spiritual life is intact and we're doing what God says we should do. That's really where religion got its definition. Now, the very first religion that existed on the earth is known as Zoroastrianism. And this existed during the time of the Persian Empire. That we speak of different empires that have existed here on the earth. Now, during the Persian Empire, this religion was very steeped in allowing people to do things as part of their religious obligation to ensure that the gods are appeased so they can live a good life. Now, I'm speaking on this today because a lot of Christians believe that 
when you embrace Jesus Christ, you embrace religion. But that's not true. Before I go ahead and start talking on this, let me read a scripture from the book of John. It's going to be from John chapter 17, verse 3. Now it says, now Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And this was Jesus speaking. He says, and this is eternal life. Now, what is eternal life? You know, I think that a lot of times we have defined eternal life as life, you know, without end, you know, an everlasting life, a life that continues for eternity. Yes, that may have a part in this definition, but if you look deep into what Jesus is saying here, he's not defining eternal life or life eternal as longevity, but rather a relationship that is steeped in knowing who God is. I'm going to read it again just to get the context. And this is life eternal or eternal life. And what is it? That they may know you and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Now, if you tell this to people today, it may look like, well, you're not serious. What does it mean? What do you mean by just knowing God? But eternal life is all you know about knowing God here on the earth. Now, the word know here in the Greek word is the word ginosko, and it's a word that has a continuity in terms of action. So it is not just a one-off experience that Jesus is talking about here. It's a knowing that starts and continues and continuing until we meet God face to face. So eternal life is all about coming into a relationship where our awareness and where our knowing of who God is continues for as long as we live here on the earth. Now, does that explain what Paul was saying in 1st Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. He was describing God as, you know, God is the one who, who is willing that all men be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I believe that was what Paul was trying to expound here. That God is the God who, whose, whose desire is to see humanity saved, but not to stop at just being saved, but to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So I would say that why salvation is an, it's an experience that happens to you, one of the experiences that happens to you, the salvation of your soul when you got baptized into the body of Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit. You experience the salvation that God promised to us through Jesus Christ. And when that happened, he, he's not expecting you to stop there. But rather, he says that we should continue in the knowledge of God, that we, should that we should continue in this life until we come to the knowledge of the truth. And who is the truth in this sense? The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus himself is God himself. So when we wrap all this together, you would see that Christianity does not define what religion is all about. 
Now, while Christianity defines a life of experiencing the true life of God himself here on the earth, as we grow in our knowledge of who he is, religion does the opposite. Now, religion gives us the expectation or the goal of trying to do things to please God, trying to be obligated to a life of do's and don'ts, regulations, so that God can be happy with us. Now, if you look at the scriptures, Jesus dealt with religion. He dealt with people who thought that their actions, their, uh, that their daily observation of some regulations that they've grown up with is what defines their worship of God. And that's a really big thing to know about. That religion never gives us the whole picture of who God is. Because it gives us a picture of us earning something from God. That's the whole idea of what religion brings to us. And when we begin to do things so that God can give us things, we begin to live a life or practice observing some religious legalistic injunctions so that we can open the door of heaven to take what God has given unto us. Now, am I describing what works is all about? Yes, I think that's where I'm going to. It really helps us to see God in a whole different standpoint. I don't believe that God is the one who waits for us to do things so that he can step in and save us. Now, if I take us back to the Garden of Eden when Adam sinned, and the Bible says he fell short of the glory of God, and from then on, humanity experienced life without God. Now, who came seeking for each other? Now, religion has defined that we were the ones seeking God and we found him. But truth is, it's the other way around. Christianity tells us that God found us in Christ. Jesus spoke about the lost coin. He spoke about the lost sheep. How they were found. And he says that, look, that for one of these that were found, it brought joy amongst the host of heaven, giving a parable of how God celebrates a soul that is found. I believe that God was the one who found us. He reached down to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, paid the price of our salvation and get us to a point where we can acknowledge that he is our savior. He found us. Our job is to receive this life and live in such a way that pleases God in our daily lives. I want to um, kind of emphasize again here when he says the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Because religion has taught us so many things 
And that's why we have a lot of religion today. You have some people saying that, well, you can approach, you can only approach God through, you know, different, you can come in through different approach. You can approach God by observing different processes of salvation. I've heard people say, well, salvation is in seven stages. You have to do this and do two and do three and four. And then when you reach the seventh stage, you are saved. <laughs> so many things that people have carved out just to explain what salvation is all about. Now, the reason why we have this confusion, all this perception about Christianity being a religion is because from the very early century, the church has been taught that what they embraced is nothing but a religion. And we've seen the church moved from century to century celebrating everything as a religion. It became such a religion that is so that has actually held a lot of people bound in their Christian faith. And I'm trying to see if I could, you know, bring some form of liberation here to make us believe that Christianity is a relationship with God. God did not call you into a religious obligation with him. Because if that's the case, then we would have no form of fellowship with him. All we need to do is just do what you are, do your assignment, do what is expected of you, and then I'll give you the reward. If you don't do that, you don't get any reward. But if you look through scriptures, you would see that it is God himself who did things for us, even before we asked of him. Now the Bible says about God sending his son to die for the sin of the world. When he did that, we did not even have the gumption to ask God for salvation. We are so lost in our sin that we did not even know that we are lost. Now God came in the person of Jesus Christ and he paid the price for the sin of the world and opened our eyes to see that we need a savior. That's where I'm coming from. That's really what Christianity is all about. If we see Christianity from the cross perspective, from the cross to the throne, it makes a whole different, you know, reality of what this life is all about. It's a life. It's a life we have been called into. Not because we qualify for it. Not because we did anything that makes God change his mind. But because he was willing from the very onset that humanity will experience salvation. And then they will come into the knowledge of the truth. They will grow to know him beyond just knowing about him. Knowing him from the inside out and not from the outside in. Well, I'm trying not to be too theological here. That there's no way you can speak about religion versus relationship as Christianity is all about without delving into some theological aspects. Because we have to, you know, like debunk everything about what religion poses to us for us to be able to uncover the blessing of Christianity as a relationship. And because if I find my Christian life as a lifestyle of reverential fellowship with God, it takes a huge burden off my shoulder that I don't have to perform to make God happy, that I don't have to, you know, pray 
30 days and 30 nights for God to walk in my life. That God has already begun, I mean, began walking in my life even before I realized it through Jesus Christ. And that my only duty here is to acknowledge that and to receive it by faith. So I actually am saying this as a comparison between works and faith. We talk about religion, we talk about works, we talk about Christianity as a relationship, we talk about faith. It's all about trusting God for who he is and what he has done in our lives and not what he is going to do in our lives because he's done everything that we need to function here on the face of the earth. He has done everything and everything was completed in Christ Jesus. I don't think there's any other thing to be added to that which Christ accomplished on the cross of Calvary. It was finished indeed. The Bible says in Hebrew that having done all this, he sat down. Now, you don't have someone sit down when there's still a job to do. And I think that posture that the writer of Hebrew gave was a posture to announce to the rest of the world that, look, if you're thinking or you're waiting for some things to be done, you're missing the point. That Christ, having accomplished all things, sat down in the right hand of God. He sat down. His position is, you know, he's sitting down right now because he's accomplished everything. Now, leaving us to discover for ourselves what has been accomplished and to appropriate these accomplishments in our lives as Christians and begin to live off of what Christ has already provided for us. Wow, that's quite, you know, amazing to talk about, when, especially if we don't hear this all the time because we have been so trained or we've been so, we've been taught you know, in our early Christian life, that Christianity is a religion. And that's what you get when you embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. As well as I, I would agree with the fact that there can be religion in Christianity, Christianity is never a religion and cannot be defined as a religion. Yes, there are things that we are called to do. For instance, we are called to show kindness to those around us. We are called to be generous to the world around us. We are called to serve our community. James talked about a scenario where if someone comes up to you and said, look, I'm hungry. You don't walk up to the person and we're like, oh, that's good. Give me a handshake and walk away. No. How do you meet his needs? He said, he said, what is your religion? He said, that's not what religion is all about. To, to, to see someone who is hungry and walk away from him. You reach out to bless that person and give that person what he wants to do. I guess that's where, you know, people are trying to define Christianity as a task that must be done or accomplished. But I think that that is just part of our Christian life, you know, serving our community and reaching out to the lost and bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to those who are living in darkness and letting them see that the price has been paid, their sins have been forgiven, and that all they need to do is that God is calling them into a relationship where their sins will be remembered no more. He's calling them into 
a lifestyle where their past is completely written off. It is erased from their history. That God no longer sees them as that man or woman who did that evil in the past. That after that salvation experience, he is seeing them as a brand new species of being. And that these people can now walk with him as a, you know, as a, as a child to a father. There is this relationship that is established between God and us. That he becomes a father and we are his children. It's just so powerful to see from this you know, standpoint. That we are in a relationship with God. In a family setting. That God is our father and we are his children. Now, I don't know of any father that would say, well, before I feed my child, that child has to do something that pleases me. I don't think it works that way. You're already obligated by the covenant that you have with your child as a father to provide for his basic needs. That's the way it happens. And I, and I, I believe God is the one that has taken things into his own hands to say, look, my obligation is to serve my children. My obligation is to provide everything that my children need to function on this earth. And he did that in Christ Jesus. He is not owing us anything. He has accomplished everything that we will ever need. Even some of the needs we have not yet entered into, he has provided for that as well. That's the life I'm talking about. Now, I'm starting with this today. I think I'm just kind of like trying to introduce this because it's a whole big subject and God willing, I'm going to be talking on this as time goes on in terms of fleshing it out as to what we see, you know, Christ, what, what Christianity is all about or what are we trying to project as a new church plant in Hamilton. Now, I'll be very frank with you, we are not trying to project Christianity as a religion to the whole Hamilton metropolis. That we're trying to portray Christianity as a relationship that we are inviting people into. And it begins with us. And that's why if you look at our vision, it says that, look, it is simple and clear that our vision is to be a place of refreshing connection and growth. Now that can only happen within a community where there's relationship amongst people and also between us and God. That's where we are actually going. And I pray that we're all going to get on this journey together and grow in our knowledge of who God is. No one has attained the full knowledge or counsel of God we are learning and we continue to learn and Jesus have said clearly in his word that that's what eternal life is all about knowing who God is and for our lifetime here on earth we'll continue to grow in our understanding and knowledge of God that makes a whole lot of difference but one thing I will leave with us today before I close is this the one thing to know about God is the fact that He has done it all. You don't have anything to do anymore. All you need to do 
is to continue to believe and walk in the reality of what Jesus Christ has accomplished on the cross. Healing, deliverance, name it, life. All we need to do is appropriate these blessings that are already being stored up in us through Christ Jesus and start walking in them. That's what Christianity is all about. I don't have to act. I don't have to get myself engrossed in a life of regulations and do's and don'ts to achieve this purpose. And all I need to do is to just be the person that God has called me to be. To be and not to do. And I believe that's why he called us human beings and not human doings. We're called to be what we've already been made to be. Well, let me stop here for today. But I want to assure you that this is going to continue for some time. And I hope to see you again next time. God bless you. I'm looking forward again to seeing you. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. We hope you were blessed and are refreshed as you listened. If you're considering supporting Mountain Springs Church in any way by giving, prayers, or being a part of our launch team, please contact us at info at mountainspringschurch.ca or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at mountainspringschurchca. Thank you for listening today and God bless you.